Welcome to Leading Age Workforce Innovators, a Leading Age podcast. This series, created by our Center for Workforce Solutions, examines promising practices and innovations to meet workforce challenges. I'm Gene Mitchell, editor of Leading Age magazine. This episode features a conversation that we recorded with Robert Espinoza, who is Vice President of Policy at PHI. He visited the Leading Age offices in Washington in early July of 2018. For the last 25 years, PHI's goal has been to transform elder care and disability services. The organization has been a partner of Leading Age as well, especially during the Better Jobs, Better Care project earlier in this century. We invited Robert to talk about PHI's work, especially its 60 Caregiver Issues campaign that focuses on the home and community-based services workforce. Here is our conversation. Hello, Robert. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me, Gene. Great. Um, I wonder if we could start off by uh, having you give us a brief profile of PHI and talk a little bit about the long relationship that, that Leading Age and PHI have had. Yeah, absolutely. So PHI has been around for about 25 years. Our focus is on strengthening the direct care workforce. Strengthening the direct care workforce. Uh, these are workers that support older people and people with disabilities in their homes and also in residential settings. Um, we believe strongly that if we strengthen the quality of those jobs, we strengthen ultimately the care that all of us receive um, as family members, as individuals, and so on. Um, our focus really has been in three areas. Um, the first area is that we offer consulting services to providers around the country who are interested in improving their recruitment and retention approaches, uh, their training programs, their approaches with household models and nursing homes, um, and really strengthen the overall quality of the job that, of the direct care worker uh, in an attempt to really transform the quality of care that they're delivering. Um, the second piece is that we study the workforce, so we put forth studies and policy analysis and a variety of reports and publications that give people, leaders in the field, the ability to understand where the workforce is at and where it can go. Um, so we produce annual benchmarks on the direct care workforce um, and we'll study a range of topics that affect the sector. Um, and the third part is that we do advocacy. So we, we're interested in making sure that we strengthen federal supports for this sector um, and also that states around the country are able to improve the direct care job and, and improve care for all of us. You have a lot of interest right now in home care workers. And unfortunately, we know that public perceptions of our field are not always positive. I wonder, what do you think it will take to change public attitudes and beliefs about this type of work? Yeah, that's a good question. I think when you look at how do issues become big issues in, in, in the public and in the cultural eye, I think you see often that something happens, right? A trend uh, emerges um, or a major um, crisis uh, comes about, right? Um, and I think what's happening in the sector is you know, we're seeing uh, an enormous amount of people turning 65 and older. I mean, it's really changing the face of America. Um, and as we're seeing more and more people become older, those of us who, it's, there are, it's our parents, it's our grandparents, it's our community members, um, we come into, we, we, we see the, the sector and we see the ways in which 
um, it, it isn't quite equipped to support the people that, that matter to us. Um, and I think that um, as more and more people need care, you know, more and more of us who support people who need that care become more invested in that issue. Um, we see our parents age and so on. Um, I think what it takes to often change attitudes is it takes a good amount of media advocacy. It means that those of us who are working in the sector, uh, we partner with uh, media outlets, with reporters, with editors, um, with people in the entertainment industry um, to better tell the story uh, of the issues that matter to us. So as it relates to home care, um, it means working with a reporter who just realized that his father needs home care and that the system is pretty fraught with dysfunction. Um, you know, and he wants to be able to tell that story. We partner with them to help illustrate that, to tell the personal story, to help them understand how the sector is organized, um, and to help them figure out solutions. So the more and more of us do that media work, the, the more important that issue becomes. What kind of misperceptions are out there that we need to combat? I think the greatest misconception is that home care is easy. I think a lot of times we, you know, we, we see our parents age uh, and we realize that we need a little bit more support at home and we, we actually find out that, that it's, it's complicated to find a home care worker. It's expensive, it's, it's difficult to navigate the Medicaid system if you need that kind of support and increasingly it's harder and harder to find a home care worker in your community and this is especially true if you live in a rural part of the country. Um, and I think that, 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 that misconception about how complicated home care is as a system and how much repair it needs makes it difficult then to improve the system because more and more people uh, don't understand the, the challenges involved. Um, I think a, a common misconception about a home care worker is that it's an easy job, that it's a, a low-skill job, when in fact it's very much a middle-skill job. It requires a good amount of training and support in order to deliver that work um, and to deliver that care. Um, we also see often a media story of the home care thief, the person who enters a person home and, and robs them and, and, and abuses them. Um, what we know is that most elder abuse in this country is actually by people who know them. It is not by, by paid professionals. Um, so it's a real misconception that unfortunately devalues the worker and makes it much more difficult to be able to access supports for them. What about uh, communications? You know, Leading Age is, is concerned about these issues just as PHI is. And I wonder how can professionals in our field and leaders in our field um, respond to that? And what sort of hooks should we be using, do you think, to attract the attention of the media about these issues? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a question that I think a lot of us who do media strategy grapple with. Um, you know, it's often the, 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 the belief that what pleads leads. Um, so the more dramatic your angle is on a story, the more likely you are uh, to generate attention to it, right? And so certainly, as we've talked about, uh, the growing workforce shortage in home care and the kind of crisis it creates for people at home when they're not able to act as a home care worker, um, that kind of narrative, that hook, um, I think really generates the attention it deserves. Um, the challenge is really moving people from that dramatic angle into a fully fleshed out story that tells all the different dots, that connects the dots in that story. So it tells the story of how did we arrive at a place where you know we don't have enough home care workers? What does it take to deliver proper care? What are all the variety of, of supports that people with disabilities need, older people need, uh, people with dementia need, and so on? 
Um, so I do think that it's important for us to think about how to dramatize the angle, but then how to flesh out a more robust story uh, for journalists. The second piece I'll say is that it's been our, my experience that on the home care angle, oftentimes a reporter who contacts us who wants to learn more about this topic, it's because someone in their family needs home care, right? So they've come to the personal realization that, you know, I can't access a home care worker for my father who has dementia. And then as a journalist, they want to understand why is that the case. And so I think a big piece of what we need to do as communications professionals is be willing to educate reporters on that sector, knowing that they're also people and that they have, they're coming into these topics because they care about it. Right, that uh, family connection is always, mm-hmm, always absolutely. seems to be the driving force mm-hmm. behind a lot of people who come around with these issues. Absolutely, and it's very emotional. It's it's an it's an it's an experience that any of us who have had um, the moment it hits, it it really eats up our. Our, our time, it takes a lot of our, our mental energy to try to figure out how do you support our father, for example, um, and, and make sure that they live the quality of life they need. Yeah. What is the 60 Caregiver Issues campaign? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a two-year education campaign that we launched in February of 2017. Uh, the premise of the campaign was to bring attention to the growing workforce shortage in home care, um, and specifically to do it in a way um, that wasn't deficit-based or defeatist, that really had kind of a strength-based positive attitude to it. Um, Our experience at the time was that there was very little attention on this growing workforce shortage, and the few stories that we did see um, often assumed that it was was here to stay and that it it was something that we're just going to have to live with um, through that crisis. Um, And we disagreed with that. We actually think it's it's a shortage that has that if we if we tease out the various components and we think about you know the variety of solutions that can be implemented to really address it um, it can be solved and we don't have to live in this reality um, so in February of 2017 we launched a two-year campaign every two to three weeks we release um, a new solution to the workforce shortage uh, so we'll release 60 solutions by the end of this year um, and they've covered topics from how do you support people with dementia care and how do you strengthen the workforce to better understand that topic. So how do you support immigrants in the workforce? Immigrants are an enormous part of the direct care workforce. They're one in four of those workers. And in a climate that's really attacking immigrants, you know, we really are threatening the supply of that workforce. Um, And so it's those kind of topics that have allowed us to give people a a different perspective, a new worldview on what it means to support home care workers. Great. So uh, you're a little bit more than a year, probably a year and a half into the program. So have you learned any lessons so far? Absolutely. I mean, I think the the three biggest lessons we've learned are that people in our field really do want optimism and they want concrete solutions. I think it's so easy to, all of us do this, it's easy to fall into the critique, into the defeatism, um, especially of a sector that already is dealing with pretty difficult topics. And I think that um, we've seen that the the, the more positive angles we put on, on this problem and the more we focus on solutions, the more energy it gets online. Um, the second piece is that, you know, most of the resources we produce for this campaign are are short. They're digestible resources, they're, they're briefs, they're fact sheets, they're infographics and, and videos. Um, and it's been often the, the perspective, in my experience, uh, in, in the think tank world to produce dense, long-form reports that, in my experience, few people read, right, except your, your diehards. Um, and so we have found that if we make that resource a lot more digestible, um, that we just widen the audience and it becomes more engaging. And the final piece 
piece is that it is possible, and we've shown this throughout the campaign, to care both about the client receiving care at home and also the workers supporting them. Sometimes, unfortunately, we say if we support one, we, we necessarily can't support the other, or we render the other invisible. And our campaign has shown that it's really possible to care for both. Uh, at leading age, you know, we we see very often that, that the general public equates our field mostly with nursing. And one thing we're trying to do is get out get out the idea that uh, there are lots of different kinds of work in this field. There's management, there's IT, there's marketing, all sorts of things. What do you think is the best way to get that word out to the public about aging services careers? I think you know, we, our focus is specifically on the direct care worker, um, a large percentage of which are women, uh, they're low income, women of color, immigrants, and so on. Um, and what we have found uh, recently is that you know, it's helpful to think about how do you frame the job in a, in a different way than you framed it before, um, especially if what you want to attract are new demographics. So um, if we want to attract men, if we want to attract younger workers, if we want to attract older workers who might be looking for a second career, right, in retirement, um, it's important to think about, you know, who is your target audience and who are the people that might be able uh, to fulfill out those roles um, that might not historically be, be targeted. Um, we've seen specifically a lot of success in social media. We recently profiled uh, an initiative in Minnesota where a social media firm decided to reach out to more younger people working in the sector or who wanted to work in the sector. And they, they placed a number of ads that featured young people. They went through Twitter, through Facebook, through Instagram, and they created very positive images that allowed people um, to actually apply online and through their phones. Uh, and to, in doing so, uh, their recruitment figures went through the roof. And all of a sudden, this senior living provider that was based in rural Minnesota and was having some pretty severe recruitment challenges saw their numbers just skyrocket with in a year. Um, and it's a good example of the ways in which you can use targeted advertising and new forms of digital media to attract a whole new audience and simplify uh, the application process. Great. Robert, thanks for speaking with Leading Age today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was Robert Espinoza of PHI. Thanks for listening to another Leading Age Workforce Innovators podcast. You can learn more about the Center for Workforce Solutions at its website, partofleadingage.org. I'm Gene Mitchell, our producer is Charlie Visconage, and the Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions is led by Susan Hildebrandt. You can listen to more Leading Age podcasts on our website, and you can subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and leave a comment.